I am Stuart. I'm an alcoholic. Let me set my uh, clock here because I have a tendency to talk way too long. And uh, the big, <laughs> the, the big dog tonight is my sponsor. So, uh, you know, I don't get in any trouble here, you know, Stan, <laughs> Stan is my sponsor and I'll tell you why he is. You'll hear as soon as you hear him talk, Stan has that. I'm from the aviation industry and Stan has that way of talking, you know, like a cat, you know, like an airplane pilot from like somewhere in the West, you know, and he says, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you may have noticed the way the uh, engine fell off. It's okay. Just relax. Put on your oxygen. And we'll just have you down there. Nice, safe, sound in a few minutes. And you go, yeah, who needs three in? Who needs more than three engines? You know? It's that's that Stan. Stan makes me feel good no matter what's going on in my life. I'm an excitable guy. Mike, I love your qualification. I love your t-shirt. I love the saying about attitudes. I love anything about attitudes. And I love the fact that you realize that uh, coming into AA and following the steps of these programs is the only hope we have of being the kind of people we really want to be, but are incapable of being otherwise. I, um, I thought alcohol was absolutely essential to my life. I didn't think I was able to live without it. I, and, I, and I'm not kidding. I really thought that, uh, you know, my DNA was missing some kind of molecule or something. Because when I drank alcohol, I was able to do things, think things, see things. And, uh, and, and I don't know, just everything just suddenly just lit up. And um, that went away, of course, eventually. And I want to tell you that I drank. I was a date drinker for 45 years of my life. I wouldn't suggest you do that. I came to this program the last time I was 66 years old. I wouldn't suggest you do that either. But I started off uh, my first time in this program, I was 42 years old, February 27th, 1989. I went to my therapist, I've been my therapist for two years and I made the mistake of admitting to him that I had was a blackout drinker. And he said, whoa, whoa, blackout drinker. And he asked me a bunch of questions and I got them all right, except the ones I lied about. And he said, you, you have got to go to AA or you can't come back here anymore. I can't treat you because there's no point in your going to therapy if you're going to keep drinking. And, you know, an untreated alcohol, there's no point in getting therapy. But I have some good news for you. You never have to drink again. And I thought alcohol was the only thing I ever cared about, the only thing I ever wanted. But when he said those words, I actually choked up. And I thought, how could that be? How could I be so happy to hear that I never have to drink again if, if drinking is all I wanted to, you know? So I went to an AA meeting and, uh, and I, just, I just loved it. I fit right in. I was in my Armani clothes and I drove my BMW and I, uh, and I, and I went into this uh, high class meeting in the Upper East Side of Manhattan at the Church of the Heavenly Blessed, which they called the Church of the Heavenly Dressed. And there were all the successful people I knew I belonged with. And I strutted around in my Armani and they strutted around in their Armani. And I found all the people who were just like me. And, uh, and I stayed in there for seven years and I, uh, I was active in the program, went to a lot of meetings. Why wouldn't I? There was lots of successful, pretty people in there. And I met a beautiful woman, gorgeous woman. And uh, I said to the guy next to me, I said, see that woman? That's going to be my next ex-wife. And I thought I was joking. I wasn't. So I had, uh, I had seven years of sobriety. I'd, I had uh, all I have a sober life, sober home, sober marriage. And then things uh, started to fall apart pretty bad. My business fell apart. My finances fell apart. I had lawyers all over my case. My wife's uh, mother died. Then her stepmother, who she loved very much, died. 
And then uh, she found out she couldn't have a baby and things started falling apart. And there she was realized she was married to a guy coming up on 50 who didn't have a plan. And he wasn't very happy about life. She fortunately found herself a billionaire, literally a billionaire. And she, uh, he, she took off with a billionaire. And uh, I certainly don't blame her for that prep. Who wouldn't take off with a billionaire? And he's a pretty nice guy from what I heard. So, so off she went. I was devastated, just devastated. <laughs> And all I could remember, I didn't remember that I was a 15-year blackout drinker before I came into AA. I didn't remember that I couldn't even hold them, hold anything together, that I was a complete wreck before I came into AA. I forgot all of that. All I remembered was that I'd lived on the 33rd floor overlooking Central Park, and I had our money closed, and everything was going great. And I thought, I'm going to go back out and get that. Obviously, alcohol is what got me that. And when I quit drinking, look, I've lost it all. That's alcoholism talking. And uh, I did. I went out. I went out for 17 years, took a little break from AA for 17 years. And uh, how did it go? It didn't go as badly as you might think, because alcohol is a very subtle foe. And what my, you know, they say alcohol is out there doing push-ups. Mine wasn't doing push-ups. Mine went and got a master's degree in PhD, you know, in psychology. And uh, and I, I didn't drink as much as I drank before. So I thought, you know, look, I transformed myself from an alcoholic to a heavy drinker. I mean, it's in the big book, right? But it was all delusional. All my decisions, all my, all my perspectives, everything was wrong. And, and I kept trying to fix it with, uh, with, with sedatives or trying to fix it with uh, and, you know, anything I could fix it with. And, uh, and I'd be lashing out at people and I'd be building up a business, but then I was the alcoholic in charge of the business. And I'd be tearing it down. I'd be treating people badly. My ego was everywhere, but I just said, well, I don't drink as quite as much as I used to drink. So I must be okay. And that's how it went. I'd go up, I'd go down. I'd go up, I'd go down a little further. I'd go up, I'd go down a little further. Alcoholics are hard workers and we go in, we don't, and we, we, we're determined, we stick to things. But as Mike said, 18 year job, great job, walked out because it seemed like a good idea at the time. I had a whole lot of good ideas at the time and they were all really bad ideas. But I had nobody to talk to. I didn't have a sponsor to bounce them off of. I didn't have anything to compare it to. I was a lone wolf out there just drinking, talking, chat, chatting people up at the bar and that was all I had. The economy collapsed in, a, in Argentina in 2002 after our 9-11, and everything plummeted. So I went down there and I bought some properties because I was also a tango dancer. I had my priorities, I had my priorities all lined up. I did I spent much more time tango dancing than working. So I thought I'd go down to Argentina, I bought myself a couple of properties. And then uh, my plan was I was going to flip them and make a lot of money. But then what happened was our economy collapsed also. And then the whole world's economy collapsed. And there I am with these apartments down in Argentina and I'm running out of money. And you know, when you're running out of money, you're alcoholic and you can't look good anymore. That's a very serious situation because you got to keep up, you got to keep up appearances. So I went down to Argentina to get that money out and it turned out I couldn't get it out. There was no way to get it out of the country. So I decided, uh, I wore cowboy boots at the time so I stuffed $100,000 in my cowboy boots and I tried to walk out of the country and I didn't make it. And, um, <laughs> and I got implicated with the president of Argentina. It's a long, it's a weird story. Two other Americans had been caught with $100,000. 
and the press went after her. And she said, I don't know that guy, but I'm going to make sure he goes to the worst prison in Argentina for the maximum period of time. And that's what I was faced with when I got out. And I was 65 years old. And it cost me more money than I would even tell you to get out of Argentina. But it cost me everything I had in them. So. But I finally got out three months later. And, and those next nine months were when it all, the wheels all came off. And I, uh, and I was bitter, and angry, and resentful, and filled with self-pity, remorse. And I couldn't get out of it. It just sucked me under. And it took over my mind. And I, all I could do was drink at everything. And I, was, I just wasn't the man I was. Everyone told me that. And I, and I, and I just couldn't get up off the floor. I had nothing left in me. And, and on, on the day that I'd been thrown in solitary confinement in Argentina, I woke up and I, and I said, you know, and I had a moment of clarity. I had like a spiritual thing. And I realized what I had to do. I had to go back to AA. And I, I, I'd been in and out and in and out of AA for 17 years. And I'd never made it. And, and I just said, you know, this time I got to do what I got to do. What's always taken me out is resentments. And, and I said, wow. I went back to that meeting and it was a great meeting. And met some really good people. And I really felt at home for the first time when they believe was North Hollywood. And uh, I sat down and I said, why? Why didn't I? Why did I leave? February 27th, 1989. Here it is. Here it is. May 16, 2013. Why? Why do I have? Why? And I looked up at the 12 steps and I and it said, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. And I realized like this, that I had never, had never admitted to myself the fact that I had no choice but to drink. I never admitted alcohol had me and I didn't have it. I had always seen it as if I had quit drinking. Aren't I a special kind of, you know, write me a song, throw me a parade. You know, I'm doing this for the good of mankind. And, uh, and I didn't see that I was completely powerless. And with that, the program opened up to me in a way that it never had before. And so did the people in AA open up to me in a way that it never had before. But I still had a God prop because I was an atheist. I was a double card carrying atheist. I was a member of American Atheist Association and, uh, and uh, United Atheists. And, 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 I, and I said, what am I going to do about the God thing? Because I tried doing the atheist meetings. Those do not work. And uh, so just then a guy in the corner with a long time speaks up, looks right at me. And he says to me, he says, I have a God today that I do not have to define, describe or defend. And he said, I'm going to repeat that. I have a God today that I do not have to define, describe or defend. I said, I can do that. You know, I can do that. I, I don't have to explain it. I, I can just decide. Yeah, I can do that. And the next thing I found in the, in, 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 in the, in the big book was it said, you know, we had a new employer. If we just do what he says, everything, everything's going to be all right. You know, like if stands your airplane pilot, everything's going to be all right. You know, and I met a bunch of people. I just and, and I started treating people as if God was my boss, you know, as if and I, and I had a business that somebody else had been running for 17 years. And, and I went in there and I started telling people he did a good job. And thank you very much. I had three grandsons who didn't want me coming around anymore. And uh, because I embarrassed them. I used to call them all buddy because I couldn't remember. They had three different names. I mean, what am I, you know, so, so I, I would go over there and tell them what a hot shot I was, you know, 
I started going over there and telling them I loved them. I was proud of them. And I started doing something my sponsor said was very important, showing up. He said, that's what we do. We show up. And I started showing up at their school events, showing up at their sports events, showing up at their home, showing up, not just sending money and yeah, I'll be there and not be. I started showing up and I started telling them I loved them. I was proud of them, cared about them. You know, it didn't take them any time at all to come around. And I started treating everybody that way. My employees, my customers, I started treating everyone I knew that way. And you know, the power of people to forgive is amazing. The power of people to transform. The fact that people want to believe in you is something amazing. And everything healed and my business got better and I got better and I started to become, I started to see there's a chance for me to get better. You know, we have a saying, we have this, this thing that we're going to, We'll have our lives beyond our wildest dreams. And a lot of people think that means like Beyonce is going to be calling them up on her invitee list and stuff. But, you know, and and, and, and Elon Musk is going to invite them up on, uh, you know, to SpaceX. But it, it doesn't really mean that. Those are sort of fantasies. Beyond our wildest dreams, I found out means that the people who don't want to speak to us now, the people who are afraid to be around us now are going to get close to us and they're going to love us. And we more importantly, are going to learn to love them and care about them and want to do things for them. That's That was beyond my wildest dream, and that's what happened. That's what happened to me because I allowed it to happen to me through following the steps. And, you know, it all starts with admitting my powerlessness over alcohol and then going on to step two and step three and opening up. And it's all available. It's just amazing, but it all is. And I could never have done it without this program. And uh, I'm eternally grateful for this program. And I'm very grateful to all you people because you are that program. So I want to thank you very much.